a time-obsessed killer, a game show icon, a shitty 80s band, and a track team that's running for their lives. Mix it all together, and you get Graduation Day. We watched it, so you don't have to, so you know what that means. Greetings, everybody. I am Marshall Hampton, the host of Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst movies. The horror movies so bad, they're scary. With me today is a new, uh, new co-host. Unfortunately, Aaron could not be here. He had wedding and work obligations, but I got a super, super guest today. A good friend of mine. You may know him from many, many things. Mr. Justin Willman. Justin, how are you doing today? Hi, Marshall. Hi, Justin. Welcome to my parents' living room. Yes, we are recording live from uh, Justin's parents' living room, which is a gorgeous house, but nobody listening to this can see this. You can hear the echo a little bit, uh, but it is lovely. I didn't grow up in this house, but now they, you know how after you you move away, or you you know, then they move to a different house, and then it's their home, but it never feels like your home. Yes. You know what I mean? I get that. This is that place. This is that place. But uh, yeah, I live in LA and I just happen to be in, in St. Louis this weekend and we've been planning to sit down and do this podcast. Yes. You were actually, uh, by the time this actually gets posted, the, it'll be over, but right. you're actually in town to perform at the pageant. The pageant, yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah. Very excited. Good venue. It's a cool venue. It's a great venue. You know, last time I was here, it was, uh, you know, I didn't have a huge following, so ticket sales were kind of weak. So it's a venue that you need a lot of people. This year, we've actually done really well with tickets. But before, it's like you can feel when it's empty at the pageant. Yeah, but tomorrow night, I think it'll feel pretty packed. Awesome. So that'll be nice. Now, I just, again, nobody else can see this. But uh, one thing I noticed that's different about you since last time I saw you is now you have this little metal circle around oh, your yeah. finger now. <laughs> now, this is, so I'm, I'm, I'm not married yet. I get married in three weeks. Okay, I was going to ask. I, I wasn't sure if the wedding yeah, was. Yeah, but I, uh, so my grandfather gave me, well, he, my, my grandmother gave me my late grandfather's wedding ring. Oh, and wow. it has their engraved date in here of 1943. Oh. So, like, he, my grandfather wore this ring, like, while piloting bombers over in World War II. Oh, that's and crazy. That's flying awesome. Delta planes all over the world, oh. you know. Uh, I didn't know, so, I mean, your father... This, this is, is my dad. Yes, yeah, so this but is my I dad's dad. Your grandfather. Yeah, ran, ran, in, ran like, in the family. Yeah, and I'm the Did one who just that. ruined it. I ruined the <laughs> flying tradition. But yeah, my grandfather was wearing this ring when he uh, and when when he and my grandma conceived my father, which wow. is something I don't want to ever think about. That's why I put the ring back on. But I've never worn a ring ever, so I decided to get it resized and just start wearing it to get comfortable with it. Yeah, because if, just, if you don't wear it for a while, it gets a little. It feels. It feels weird. weird. And as a magician, you know, I use my hands, and I kind of I've just always liked to not have a watch or ring. But I feel like Does it you get know, in the way of any of your tricks. I don't think it gets in the way. I've just or always illusions. illusions, Michael. <laughs> it just always. I'm just gonna have to get used to it. All right. So, here's the deal. Today's movie is called Graduation Day. Now, we had a little mix-up, which yeah. is going to be interesting and kind of funny. Um, there happens to be more than one horror movie called Graduation Day. I watched the 1981 version. Justin happened to watch the a... 2015 version, so, which is an honest mistake. When Marshall says, hey, the movie we're watching is Graduation Day, it's on Amazon. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let me find it. And then, oh, the most, it must be the most recent one. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have specified yeah. 
But all he said was the title. Yeah. So that, I, I watched. I'll take full blame for that. I did not realize there was a 2015 version. I watched a completely different, also horrible movie. Well, at least and... it's horrible. So that's good. Yeah. It's right in the ballpark. It is. So, um, so <laughs> we're gonna. This we, we're talking about the movie with the same title, but a completely different movie. Yeah. I've not seen your movie. I have not seen. You've not your seen movie. my movie. <laughs> so this is gonna be really interesting. We're gonna kind of just back and forth and kind of, I guess. You know, break the mold break, of break this podcast and see what happens. But you're 17 episodes in. It's okay. To, it's time to shake it up if yeah, you want yeah, to. Yeah, always. This is episode 17, and uh, should mention this is also week four of our back to school month long special. Uh, we have one more week uh, to wrap it up. So nice. Yeah, uh, and they're all school related all high movies. School. We did a college one last week, um, but yeah, all school. Cool. High school, college related. Movies. Well, luckily, mine was also high school related. Yeah, it's good. Graduation day. It would be really bad if it was like kindergarten graduation or something <laughs> i would have i would have loved it if i watched this movie it wasn't if it wasn't even a horror movie if i just watched some like rom-com <laughs> i'm like man marshall I, he misdescribed his podcast i don't i don't know what he's talking about Sorry, but i'll yeah, watch it like Catherine high yeah <laughs> yeah so, so anyway and um, i apologize in advance if my dad's talking loud up on the third floor that just might be uh, just an added bonus for yeah, our listeners to listen in yeah um so like i said mine was done in 1981 and I have something I bet yours doesn't. I have a really, really shitty 1980s band and a game show legend, an icon in my movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mine does not. Aha. See, I mine has Miss Vanna White. Wow. Yes, people, you heard that correctly. Vanna White of Wheel of Fortune fame is in this movie. I'm going to have like to her... find a picture, a freeze frame of her, just to see how good she looked in 81. It's like her first movie or like really any kind of job. Really. It's way before Wheel of Fortune. This is like her thing. So um, This is pre-wheel, huh? Yeah, this is I guess pre-wheel. it is. I guess you're right. And did she look good? She definitely looks like Vanna White. But yeah, she, I mean, White. for 1981, she's... Graduation day. She towers over the other girls in, her, in this movie. I'll say that. Really? There's a scene with her and two other girls, and she looks like an Amazon compared to Oh, wow. <laughs> compared yeah, to Yeah, wow. Wait, is this, all is this her here, or is this her here? Uh, from what I can see, none of those. Oh, that picture with the two girls huddling right there? Right here? That's, that's them. Oh, that's her on the right. That's her on the right, yep. Got it. All yeah, right. She's very leggy in this movie. Yeah, she can turn my vowels. <laughs> Anytime, love it. So, uh, yeah, mine takes place in like in a high school where basically <laughs> this girl dies in the opening shots of the movie. It's a track meet, and she's running the race, and everybody's going crazy and cheering for her. And this girl looks like she's never run before in her life. Mm-hmm. It's the most awkward running I've ever seen. And it, she crosses the finish line, winning the race, and then just I know she throws her hands up, screams, and collapses dead. And wow. you never know why. You're Never? Just, I think near the very end, they explain something about, oh, a blood clot. But okay. again, it makes no sense given the way Drop dead. dead. In the middle of a track meet. In the middle of a track meet after winning a race. Wow. And that sparks the whole She won the race, but she did not look like a runner. No. Okay. She, she looks like she was like constipated and in, in lots and lots of pain trying to run this race. Her face so this movie did not even start off on a good... Good foot. No. Because you're supposed to hook people in the first few minutes. No. And the music is amazingly awesome, though. Like, yeah. it's bad, but oh, really good. Yeah. It's, like, it's any, any songs that we would know from no, the 80s? No. Nothing like, nothing, no, like, actual well-known song. That's all, like, you know, stuff for the movie. But it's so, like, bad, in this, but it's in its 80s glory. You mm-hmm. know? It's so, it's wonderful. Wow. I was born in 1980. Were you 80 as well? I was 80. Okay. Yeah. So we were both babies. Yep. 1980s. 
babies of the 80s. Uh, so let's go into like, what, what's the premise of your movie here? So my movie is about a group of high school seniors, uh, kind of, you know, leading up to their graduation. It starts with, uh, and it's also, a f they, they, they describe this as a found footage movie. So, oh, so here's how the movie starts. Actually, okay. it starts with, uh, this kid, uh, kneeling on the ground with a, a handgun. Ooh. Uh, his character's name is, uh, I'm going to make sure I pull it up so I can describe it correctly. Uh, this character's name is, well, I'll find it in a second, but he's got a handgun and he's holding it to his head. You don't know why. And then classic, it says nine months earlier. Uh oh, All right, so you're hooked. You know, at some point this kid for some reason is about to kill himself. You don't know why. Uh, Duncan's his name. And, uh, and then it kind of cuts just crazy. It's like modern, modern high school times. I think they're class of 2013 and they're prepping to throw some big rager party at oh, Duncan's house. Rager. And, uh, you know, there's like the jock dude and then their, their jock black friend and then the hot girls who are kind of just like bitchy and just... So you have at least one black very, person in your movie. There's one, yeah. The, my has zero. Really? <laughs> yeah, zero. Uh, it's just very kind of cliche high school, but it's it first, it's all shown through their little portable handy cams that they're uh, shooting themselves all GoPro the time. GoPro probably? Yeah, not even. Like, it was oh, weird. It's even. supposed to be 2013, but they're like little mini DV cameras that no one's used for 10 years. <laughs> so so that's how the movie starts, and it just kind of feels very cliche and hacky, uh, and the only thing that's hooked you in is that you know that he's going to end up on his knees about to shoot himself in the head nine months later. Okay. And, uh, and then it takes a while to get into some action. You want me to keep going, or do we come... Yeah, let's, let's go around, because I would say mine's kind of the same way. Like, after the opening scene, the girl dies, you're introduced to um, Anne, who is the sister of the girl who dies in the track meet, and she's coming back from... She's in the Navy, and she's hitchhiking home. Um, but again, and Anne's supposed to be kind of like the main character, but again, like you said, it takes a while for anything else to happen. Mm -hmm. And Anne at one point like disappears for like a good 20 to 30 minutes of this movie. The main character is just gone. <laughs> so it's like, it's hard to argue or even say that she's really the main character when she just disappears for so much of the So movie. they establish her as like, this is the person you're supposed to care about. And yeah. then she's gone for a half hour. Yeah, pretty much. Weird. Yeah, you can almost argue that the coach, the, the track the, the coach of this movie is the shop teacher, the track coach, and apparently the gymnastics coach, too. Uh -huh. So he wears many hats. But he's almost more of a main, the main character than... And they're high school students? Yeah, they're high school students. Got it. Got so, it. Uh, and this track team is also apparently... They've merged gymnastics into track. I'm guessing because, like I said, he's... And the gymnastic team has one person on it. One girl is on the gymnastics team of this high school. Interesting. Which, in the long run, it's kind of... Because I, I, I went to public school, and I didn't, so I didn't know about the, like, a lot of the richer more private schools in the St. Louis area, but like we didn't have a gymnastics team in high school. I'm mm -hmm. sure some do, but we didn't have gymnastics at high school. So interesting. Um, but anyway, so yeah, she, 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 we find out she's in the Navy. And so she, you think she's getting, supposed to be like this tough girl, like all oh, basic training, you know, military lifestyle, but it comes back like one, there's a scene there at the end where she's running. And again, she looks like she's never run more than 20 feet before. Mm -hmm. It's awful. And <laughs> they couldn't even get a stunt double in just to. Yeah, it's really bad. And her, we'll say, hand to hand combat skills are really lacking <laughs> for military. Uh -huh. uh, it's awful when she has, does have to fight at the end of the movie. It's, it's really, really bad. Uh, the coach is probably the more entertaining character of the whole movie. He's, he's just. Who plays the coach? Our coach is played by Christopher George. Now, he's probably not a household name, but he's definitely somebody like who was in a lot of movies in the 70s and 80s. Um, 
I actually had to have help typing up my notes for this movie because, mm-hmm. I, as you see, I had surgery on my hand. And you're right, you're right-handed. I'm right-handed, so my I actually had my mother. <laughs> Shout out to Judy Hampton, thanks, mom. Judy, um, help me with notes, and she's watching. me was like, "Oh, I've seen that guy. Who's it?" So, she, like, our parents know who this guy is. Uh-huh. So he's he's a guy who's known. Just interesting. Yeah. But aside from that, it looks like Vanna's like the only name that people still recognize, which never bodes well for a, a, would, a movie mostly, when yeah, the most notable actor is Vanna White. She, my mom also knows Patch McKenzie, who plays Anne, the sister, who disappears. Uh-huh. Now, Patch is probably the one who's got the most, next to Vanna White, of course. Uh, she has 42 acting credits to her name from the years 1973 to the year 2000. So uh-huh. she's done stuff, but just nothing that... Most not anything really big. Got it. And the only other name, and this is for diehard horror movie fans and lovers of B movies, uh, Lania Quigley is in this movie, and she has 136 credits, mostly, excuse me, mostly B movie horror movies. Uh-huh. Um, she really got claim to fame. Maybe big was uh, the Return of the Living Dead in the 80s. That was a big cult hit, and from there she kind of skyrocketed into just kind of like the future, like Jamie Lee Curtis or Daniel Harris of the 80s. This the kind of scream queen, uh-huh. but just for B movies. She looks lovely in eighty one so, here, looking at her, her yes. picture. So those are kind of like the three, four main people. Everybody else in this cast is you never hear. You know, not, they don't go on. In fact, Lin- Linnea Quigley even has movies from twenty fifteen in post production: Terror Tunes and Hunters. Yes, a more horror movie. She does. She's a big yeah. uh, horror uh, convention person. She does a lot of the, the horror convention circuit. Got it. So yeah, she's she's got a following. People like to see her scared. Yes. People. And there's something to be said for that, you know? They it's just, a talent. They <laughs> like to see her uncomfortable and squirming. Yeah. Um, you know, in my movie here, and I, I mean, it's, I, it's so weird that I'm calling it my movie. Yeah, uh, it is yours. You own it now. <laughs> I was actually kind of at times, I was like, let me just skip a little through this part because Marshall will help explain to me what happens here. And now I, now I have the onus of remembering everything. You know, they throw this big crazy party at his house, and it's like a crazy rager, 300 co- high school students, you know, long party music dance scene just getting drunk and then they all get into a truck not all of them but like a group of uh, 12 of them get into a truck to drive to the coast in Malibu and jump off of a cliff into the water oh, and everyone jumps high. in and then there's one girl in the end who's like I don't want to do it I don't want to do it no 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 I'm scared I can't swim and uh, the jock t- uh, convinces this dude Duncan like hey push her in you should push her in it'll be hilarious <laughs> seriously push her in so he pushes her in and then she she's gone and then five minutes later, they find her body, and she's not breathing, and she's dead all of a sudden. No one tries to administer CPR. No one calls the cops. She's dead, and then they all agree to not talk about this and hide her body. So, so it kind of sounds like this the beginning of, like, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. It's very similar. Like, oh, we're so gonna everyone has this pact. Exactly. Yes. But the, the what's weird early on is that you're like, okay, like, the fact that they wouldn't call the cops, like— Nobody killed her. There's, he pushed her in the water, but it's like it was an innocent mistake. It doesn't make sense how she drowned. She was never gasping for air. It didn't say that she like hit her head. or so. It was just very weird. It's very suspicious. And now that I finally got to the end, it explained why. Okay. I could get to that if you want. Um, you know, like I said, we don't necessarily have to go in order. Okay. Since this is all, you know, we're off the cuff here today. We're anyway. off the cuff, man. So we're doing it. If you just want to go into it, you know, we'll say spoiler alerts. Now we cover, you know. Yeah. So spoiler alert. What happens is, and then then, um, they they all agree to hide this girl's body and never speak of this again. And then it cuts to their graduation, their high school graduation. And they're all happy. Everyone's great. You know, maybe it's like six months later. They're all happy. Um, And then they all get a text to meet back at dude's house. And they don't know who sent the text. 
And then all of a sudden there's a knock on the door. They open the door and there's a DVD on the, the doorstop. And they're like, what is this? So they pop it in and it's someone who was recording them at graduation. And they're like, who was recording this? Did you edit this already? And then it cuts to a video of them putting the body in the trunk. Oh, So somebody knows. And then it says, if you don't tell, I will. Okay. This is, dude, this is totally like, I know what you did last summer. It totally just, is. Just with, you know, handy cam. Exactly. <laughs> and also kind of like Unfriended, that movie that just came out that I've seen that you have. Yeah, I have Very seen similar, it, very okay. similar thing where everyone has a secret. And, uh, you know, if you guys don't come clean, I'm going to kill you guys. And so then what happens is uh, someone, some mysterious person starts terrorizing each of them one by one. And they're kind of Skyping each other. And they don't call the cops because if they call the cops, then they're going to find out that this dude killed this girl back in the day. And everything's going to come crashing down. So it's just that classic thing where it's like, you guys are it, like, someone's after you. You're not calling the police. This yeah. makes no sense. Of course. That, that's, the whole, that's the biggest thing. Like, yeah. The, the logic holes are just make these movies so they start awesome. <laughs> suspecting that it was the girl who they killed's brother uh who knows and there's just all these creepy characters anyway what ends up happening is um this guy ends up seeing all of his friends get killed off one by one via skype oh and then he feels so guilty that he's that now in in the parking lot and you see him with the handgun and i think he's going to kill himself because of the guilt that that his his uh this whole secret caused and then all of his friends run out and say, surprise, and then gunshot. Okay? <laughs> and then you're like, wait, what, what the fuck friends? are you talking about? These are awful friends. And then the credits roll, and then it says 20 minutes earlier, and it's all of them alive, including the girl who apparently died on the beach, saying like, guys, this was the best senior prank ever. He's going to just lose his shit. He's oh. going to lose his shit. And, you know, of course, classic Romeo and Juliet tragedy, whatever. He shoots himself in the head right after they say surprise. And uh, jokes on them. Wow. So Awful for I was, I mean, honestly, the movie was really crappy and had tons of holes until the end where you realize, okay, I, all right, I guess, I guess you, you that works, but uh, that sounds a lot like um, kind of a cop out. It's very similar to like the movies like uh, back in the 80s, like April Fool's Day. Um, it was very similar where uh, every death in the movie, every kill, it, it turns out at the end, it's all, it was all fake. Like it was mm -hmm. April Fool's Day prank, so mm -hmm. nothing mattered. Uh, but let's, uh, you know, just so, because we have stuff that, you know, at the end of the podcast where we talk about our kills. Let's go through um, some of the, well, but I guess before we'll start talking, comparing kills. Because yeah. uh, that's, you know, it's a horror movie. we got to compare kills. Got to compare kills. Um, a little more background information on my, uh, on my graduation day. Uh, like I said, so where I left off was the girl drops dead after the track meeting, and her sister comes in for what I thought was the funeral, mm -hmm. but apparently it's not. She doesn't even come in for the funeral. She comes in for her sister's graduation because they're going to present some kind of like trophy or uh, like. And her sister was the one who dropped dead. Yeah, she. So the the older sister comes back for her younger sister's graduation because they're mm -hmm. going to present her some kind of trophy or award to the dead sister, like you know, in honor of her or something like that. Which is weird. Like, I don't think should she have come in for like. You know the funeral, <laughs> not so much like the yeah. graduation, but uh, so she comes in, and then this is where all this stuff starts happening. Now, somebody, the killer starts picking off all the kids that were part of the track team. Um, so one, yeah, we're yeah, as you I, can just I'm mark the spot. That, I'm gonna. So yeah, as I was saying, uh, so the killer starts picking off all the track former members of or the members of track meets uh, to try to get revenge. Get revenge on this girl dying. Yeah, which really. And we, do we know who the killer is up top? No, you don't know who the killer is. This movie plays out as one of those uh, 
like who who did it who's the killer mm -hmm. and then tries to set up like everybody's a possible killer because you all the only time you ever see the killer is you see him um you see always see the killer wearing gray sweats like gray sweatsuit sweatpants mm -hmm. black gloves and he's always carrying a stopwatch um because they make a big deal of the stopwatch because at the beginning scene the coach who's yelling at uh lord come on win the race Do uh -huh. push he's got a stopwatch of he's tying the race classic so um and he stops at 30 seconds he's always 30 seconds lord you got 30 seconds mm. and that's the big thing that comes back um so this killer and, but the killer's not the coach you know they they, they set up they try to set it up like it's the coach the whole time but they also like they show uh when laura's or not laura ann's unpacking she's got gray sweats and black gloves There's i see where the principal opens up drawers it's a lot of little mis and misleaders he's got pocket watch and sure. bunch of knives. so everybody's got all these things mm -hmm. um but they try very, very hard to make it look like just killer. like Scream, where everyone has that same mask. Eventually, you know. It's, yeah, you and like, know. So it's like two Scream three four. Uh -huh, exactly. Yeah. Um, so basically, like I said, we always spoil it. The killer turns out to be the girl's, the dead girl's boyfriend, who was also on the track team. But he goes crazy because he's like, "Oh, we, you know, if I, we were gonna get married right after graduation." And, and does he think someone killed her? He blames the coach and the entire track team for, for pu her pushing her too hard. Yeah, that's exactly what he says. Like, you pushed her too hard. You made her work too hard, and she died. And so, and then all the track, everybody on the track team was cheering her on and pushing her and egging her to do better. And which, which is just good. Which is the, that's yeah. a good teammate and good coaching. I mean, yeah. you want people to do better, but. He really should blame her poor diet. Yeah, exactly. Because they say she dies of a blood clot, which, I mean, yeah, I could have it, but the way it happens in the movie, is fine. they obviously don't have their, I don't think they're, they're facts straight. Their medical yeah, uh, which facts. Yeah, why I wish Aaron was here, because he's, he's always our medical expert on this stuff. So he starts going around picking everybody off and mark, you know, marks off their picture with red lipstick. It's, he kills each person. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and there's a picture. Of, red of, lipstick. Of the, is the red lipstick supposed to distract you that it's a woman, maybe? Or? Maybe. I, it's, there's a lot of things that they said so they try to distract you with, but poorly. Mm -hmm. um, but no, he just has, the, there's a picture, a black and white picture of the entire track team, like you would see in the yearbook or something like that. And he's just with red, putting a red X through each person's face as he kills them all. Got it. Um, classic. The, classic. Yeah, exactly. So these being horror movies, you can't talk about horrors without talking about the kills, the death scenes. That's mm -hmm. what makes these movies so great. So I've already talked about Laura de drops dead for no reason. She doesn't really count. But um, I, what, what, what are some of the death scenes? What do you got? What were some of the more... Well, like I said, that for the first death is uh, this girl getting pushed off of, you know, a little bit of a cliff that everyone just jumped off of fine into the ocean. This girl gets pushed off of and all of a sudden dies instantly. So weird death. You don't understand. She said that she couldn't swim, but you don't see her drowning. So maybe she fell and broke her neck. It's very unclear. So that's the first death scene. And then that, that's all you see for a while. Then this guy starts terrorizing them. But it's just kind of classic uh, just horror drama. You know, you don't see it as much. You know, this oh, girl those. under the bed Skyping and you see the footsteps come around, you know. And he's like, get out of there. <laughs> you know, uh, First off, if, if someone's chasing you, you're not going to have your Skype on with the yeah, audio. It, I, that's why I always, I've seen and other like, movies kind of like they, they've done... Uh, or like the computer, like the, the face-to-face, yeah. Skype, FaceTime, whatever those things are. Live and, in the moment, people. Get off your phone. Come yeah, on. Exactly. Like, especially if you're about to die. <laughs> you know, you don't need to be FaceTiming. Um, 
And then, like you, so one of the de- one of the kills uh, where that in the end you realize it was all fake kills. Right. You know, the, in the end you realize that there were no kills at all except for the suicide in the end. I guess you could say. Yeah. But uh, the kills were very vague. You didn't like you see a girl get. Uh, they're all in the front yard and they're trying to save this girl because they know the killer's in her house. And then you see the killer all in black. You see this girl get shoved up against the window and then just go limp. And you're like, okay, I didn't hear a gun. Maybe he stabbed her, but I don't see a knife. Weird. Yeah. So it's all these very weird, vague kills. You don't even know how they're dying. Those are the worst. They're just dying. I hate those. Are the, yeah. Stop being lazy, filmmakers. Come on, this is a horror movie. Well, the problem here is that, uh, you know, in the end, you realize, okay, I guess they weren't kills. So does the ends justify the means? I don't know. I'd be surprised if a lot of people even finish this movie to realize what the whole point was. <laughs> it's that bad. It's that bad. <laughs> and I don't think that's good. I think the movie has to hold its own until the twist. Right. And, 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 and um, I agree with that one, for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, I have my, my, the, some of the kills, my, I will say, I, I wouldn't have thought it possible until hearing what you guys say, but are actually creative then compared to what you had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, some were basic, you know, uh, knives, you know, throat cutting or stabbing or some beheading. But we had a few unique weapons. Uh, we had uh, fencing rapier deaths. Uh, some a girl gets stabbed through the neck with a fencing sword. Wow, which is uh, difficult because they have a little beat on the end, which right? That's, yeah. I had that in my notes, but since we, we talk about different movies, I mm-hmm. can't talk about everything. But yes, that was my biggest thing is because... Did it go through her neck swords. effortlessly? Yes. They're like, it's like... And so maybe they removed the safety. But I thought they were like, like built on, like, I didn't think they were removable. But yeah, yeah. They're supposed to be they like give a, these to children. Yeah, there's like supposed to be like a little round ball in the end of the store. They're not sharp, you know, mm-hmm. they're safety. But this one, nope, just right through her Something neck. right, yeah, interesting. Um, the other one, we had a decapitation by garden shears, like Bruce the Barber Beefcake style. Really? Yeah. One slice? Yeah, just one what? chop of a That's highly unlikely. Right through the neck. Because you couldn't take down a tree branch with one slice. You have to hack <laughs> at that thing point. for a while. And, like, and a spine time. does take, I think, a lot of <laughs> gnawing at with some shears. Uh, let's see. What's the other interesting? Um, the other one, it was the football sword. Now, this one was kind of unique. Um, and it has problems because, one, it, it's basically the rapier uh-huh. shoved through a football end to end from tip to tip. Rapier is what they call the fencing sword. Yeah, that's okay, a, yeah, got basically. it. Was and it a was it a ra- rapist with a rapier? <laughs> a racist rapier. A racist. A racist, racist, <laughs> a racist rapist with a rapier. Uh, no, unfortunately. Okay. But and then they throw the football like perfect spiral with the sword coming out of it into like a guy's stomach. Oh wow! So that one was kind of unique. That's a good one. Fact, I don't know how the football would still. I can visualize it. Air in it. Being punctured with Good a sword. Good point. But I don't really still, play sports. I buy it. But you buy it. I buy it. And then the other one, I guess probably one of the other creative one, is a pole vaulter on the track team. He's practicing. Again, why these people are still doing track team meets? Because it's graduation day, so all this stuff is over anyway. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so he's running with the pole. Training for next season. Yeah, there you go, or maybe for college. And he's running down you know, the lane or the track for the pole vault, sticks the pole vault into the little group, launches over the top. And you hear him scream, and the camera pans over, and he's been impaled. The killer put all sorts of spikes um, on in the, the pads on the pad on the fall uh, pad, the landing mat. And so he's later, he's got all these spikes sticking up through, just completely impaled. Um, so that was kind of creative, except for the lot again. I looked like you kind of. I would think if you're running directly towards the mat, you're going to see, see these the giant spikes sticking out of them, and not launch yourself over. But Interesting. Still, that was one of the more creative ones uh, of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then the coach, um, 
who again, you, the, there's a big scene between the killer and the coach when they, the coach ends up getting shot by a cop. So he mistaken everything's the coach is a killer. He gets shot by a cop, uh, and the killer goes. Free. Why does the coach get shot by a cop? Uh, because at this point, there like, so many people have been killed that they brought the cops have come in to investigate the murders, uh-huh. all the kids missing. And they got it. And then people are saying, oh, the coach is angry, and he's, he just gets fired at the same time. And people, everybody thinks he's the killer. And, investing. and then the real killer, because the, 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 one of the bodies, in horror movies, you know, they always reveal it. The bodies always show up near the, in the end. Um, the bodies. The bodies. Yep. So, like, Vanna White and one of the other girls finds the body of the dead gymnast who gets stabbed to the neck with a sword, mm-hmm. falls out of a locker. <laughs> the coach comes in. And he's like, oh, and he picks up the story. And, he's like, oh, and the girls think he's the killer. And they run out screaming. So oh, I every, see. And then the real killer comes They're running in. from him. He's yeah. holding a sword. The cop shoots him because yeah, well, they think sort he's. Of, uh, the, the real killer comes in and he's, they tussle. Because the killer wants to kill the coach because he blames her for Laura's death. But he can blame, you know, nobody knows that yet. Uh, so they're fighting. And then I see. the coach runs off. And eventually the cop's like, hey, coach. The coach's name is George Michaels, by the way. Just, Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> coach George Michaels. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. George and Michaels. And the cat basically shoots him. Because I get it. This is before Wham. This is, uh, yeah, this is 81. So this, this is before uh, uh, yeah, Wham and George Michaels. Yeah. Interesting. And, so, and then the killer gets killed basically on the, on the pole vaulter. The, that body comes back. He's, he's found hanging in the door, like nailed to a door of a tool shed. And he gets, during a fight that he... The killer and Anne have uh, Kevin. The killer gets knocked into the spikes that are still sticking out of the dead pool vaulter uh, uh, impaling himself on him. That's how the killer dies. That's how the killer dies. He basically killed himself because the spikes that he set up. Yeah, we're still him later. There. Yeah, got it. So those are the more interesting kills. Um, but we'll come back to those. We'll come back yeah. to those later. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, I guess. Uh, I mean, was it really any other? Thing of note, on, like about the kill well, movie. I mean, they were just. Okay. I mean, what's sad is that it, you realize that in the end they were they were all mock kills. Um, I'm trying to think what else of, of you know the I got to say there was a, the party scene here. You know they had to in a, in a way try to capture a modern high school party scene with music that sounds like music. You know they couldn't afford actual right, okay, m- pop music, so it was kind of like all like hip hop that made it sound like Drake or whatever. Um, the party scene was was pretty good. The girl, I mean, some beautiful girls. It was like definitely unlike any party that I ever went to in high school, uh, by far. Uh, so it, I don't know if you ever went to crazy parties. Like yeah, this. Like, again, like always, they always do that in movies. Like high school parties, there's big elaborate things, like hundreds of people and music and like so much like light effects and all sorts. It's like a dance club situation in somebody's living room. It yeah. seems. and no, most of my parties, I was just like. We were friends just sitting around, underage drinking. My biggest problem with this movie was like, you know, this core group of friends who are all keeping this pact. There's like, there's the jock, there's the charming all-American boy, there's the total nerd, Wally, you know, with the glasses, there's the, their, their black friend, and then like four hot chicks. And it's like, these guys would never be friends in real life. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a big issue. Right and then on. they all like... Obviously, in order for the movie to have drama, they have to always keep fighting and arguing and having all this tension. And it's just... Uh, you, it, it, it's really hard to buy it that long that these are all really actually friends and that no one's going to propose that they just call the cops or something. Yeah. Um, and it was a long way to go for a senior prank to really 
assume that this kid's not going to call the cops. But I guess they were all thinking, oh, if he calls the cops, then we'll tell him it was a joke. I mean, you have to see this one, Marshall, to really take I, in I, the... I really might, like, now that you have to talk about this, I might actually go home when we're done with this, go and actually watch this one just for myself, uh, just to see. Uh, well, that, in that case, I feel bad I spoiled the fact that <laughs> it, was, uh, it was all a senior prank. But, it's, it's um, all right. I, I'll, I'll put myself in a different mindset. You know what's funny is that you're, you're, you know, I was talking to your mom about the movie this morning, and she goes, oh, make sure to keep watching, though, after the credits, because there's a couple extra things. She must have been talking about your movie, yeah. was she? Yeah, I guess she would have but to. that's also when the whole plot of my movie is explained after the credits. <laughs> so your mom actually that's helped crazy. perpetuate this misconception yeah. that I should finish this on, movie mom. real quick while Marshall sets up the, the microphones. Oh, man. That's crazy. That it's something. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what other, like, we, we celebrate the horribleness of these horror movies here at Horrible Horror. So. Except other than just the bad kills, and but what were there some other things that specifically just stood out? Is it just pure awfulness? Well, the, what they really try to do with this movie is try to have this angle that it's all through found footage, like it's a found footage horror movie. And but the problem is, is that you're watching clearly like a, a like a cinematographer's lens. You're you're watching a movie that looks like a movie, like but that's not supposed to be a, a handy cam. But they're constantly doing the handicam. So really, like none of it is actually found footage. They just happen to be recording everything, but you're but the view that you're watching as the viewer is clearly not any one of the characters' views. It's a cinematographer view. Yeah. <clears throat> so okay. and this is really just in how they synopsize the movie online. They're like, it's a found footage horror movie, as if that's something revolutionary. Yeah. But they don't even commit to that concept. <laughs> so the movie Unfriended that we that you haven't seen is true to the concept in that the entire movie takes place within a computer screen, um, one person's computer screen right. view. So there's Skypes and IMs and emails and Facebooks and all that stuff. Yeah, and I found that called, interesting. Yeah, there's one watch called The Den, I believe, which is very – I don't know if the entire movie is like that, but it's a, probably about 80% of the movie is like – The Den. Is like um, like you know a Skype, like a Skype view or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on a computer screen. Yeah. Um, so I, I have, I'm familiar with the concept. I have seen that. Uh, like so, I'll tell you another problem I have with this yeah, movie. Yeah, please, yeah, tell me. Un- unload. And that only the only I have a big problem with in retrospect is um, that the whole movie hinges on them accidentally killing this girl and then hiding the body, and then it cuts to graduation. Okay, and I assume that everyone knows that this girl disappeared or died, and that it became a whole thing. Like, how does this guy never see this girl again? Must have been in the news or something, yeah. but apparently it must it, it must not have been in the news because it was all a prank in the end. You see that this girl is alive, so the fact that this kid thought that he they hit a body well enough that no one ever found it, and there was never a missing person, and no one ever mentioned this girl or anyone outside of this group ever even brought this girl up. Yeah, it's like is the, preposterous. The like, oh my god, my daughter. Yeah, nothing. nothing You'd think they would at least see yeah. something on the news, which I assumed that maybe they just didn't show that. You know, I bought that they really did kill this girl. I, I, I was suckered into it. But then at the end, when you realize it was all, all senior prank, you're like, well, then there's no way that, like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I see where you're going. I see what you're driving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, uh, just, just that if you killed this girl, that there would be some sort of, in 20. 13 when this movie takes place somebody would have talked about it somebody outside of the group would have asked about it yeah um yeah so that's not even something that happened on screen it's just something that didn't happen on screen that now that i know what the whole thing was about i feel a little cheated 
I feel I feel like uh, they owe me ninety minutes, <laughs> and they owe you ninety minutes, yes. Marshall. Yeah, they do. Because you're gonna watch it. Just I am gonna eventually. I, sadly, yes, I am. Gonna, I am gonna go watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did your party scene? Yeah. Did you have a live band in yours? No, this was a DJ. Oh, DJ. DJ playing it. Yeah. You know. I had a live band in mine. How was it? Oh, it's awful. Really? It's awful. Playing <laughs> and uh, just a whole bunch of white people dancing. You said? Yeah. Oh, even better. Even better. The the band scene or the music scene takes place at what I first thought was a skating rink. Uh huh. Um, and the band is on this little stage in the center of the skating rink while everybody like are they spinning? Around. Is the band spinning? No, it's not. It's not a rotating stage. Uh, but everybody's ro- sp- skating around them, or some people are just walking around dancing. But then I was like, hey, is this a skating rink? Or they just set this up in the middle of like the high school gymnasium. And so it, and you never the, really know, but it's, there's like, it's like a concert. There's like, you know, lights rigged up in the ceiling, like flashing down, like, uh, you know, red, yellow, like, you know, it's a concert. There's like a light show going on behind these guys. And it's the worst. I mean, it's totally 80s. It's definitely 80s, but it's so bad. The band is actually called Felony, which was a real band in the 80s. So this for them was a cameo. This is like a, a big so. break for them, I'm sure. I think sure. it's like a big, like, like this is like one of the Felony. first things they did. Yeah. I'll look them up. Thank you, because I actually... I Where actually are they them. now? Felony. Uh, they don't exist. I actually, the, uh, one, I think the lead singer actually committed suicide in like 92. Oh, uh, boy. But they actually did, they did some uh, music for some other movies. Like, they did a song that was featured in Friday the 13th, part six. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the big music number they do in this movie is called Gangster Rock. Um or something similar to that. And it is awful. I wish I could play it for you right now just so you could hear it because um, it's so bad. Gangsters of Rock, yeah. So Gangster, they, appear, they appeared rock. in a horror B-movie graduation day playing their song Gangsters of Rock. Yeah. Wow. Soon after that, they signed with uh, Big Manager and uh, the rest is history. Yeah. Uh, but they are awful. It's so bad. And the song is really And like a lot of times in some horror, in mo- many movies where you get like a concert or any band playing, you know, they'll start playing and, you know, you'll, they'll set, just set, okay, band's playing, we'll move on. You, you'll set the stage, we know you're playing. And you only get like maybe a, a little bit of the song. Mm-hmm. No, this, they play the entire song in this movie while cutting back and forth between uh, Lania Quibley's character getting killed in the woods and the roller rink slash amazing with everybody just roller skating around uh-huh. doing nothing. And it's just so obnoxious, this song. Yeah, I, you really, you can probably find it online. I'm sure there's a YouTube clip of it somewhere. It's um, called, what is it? Gangsters of Rock. Gangsters of Rock. I was called Gangsters By the band rock. Felony. Felony. Yeah, it's awful. I might, if I can find a clip, I might put it on our Facebook page just so you guys can uh, check it out. It's really bad. Um, Murder to kill, it's a song to kill people too, I guess. <laughs> It'll make you kill Makes people. Makes you homicidal. Yes, it definitely does. I mean, they're dressed like, like, kind of like 1920s, like, some of them were like fedoras, like gangster, like 20s gangster. Kind of reminds me of, like, in like, uh, Clueless, where you get to see the uh, Mighty Mighty Boston's play. Yeah. You remember? Um, That's right, they were in that one. They, uh, I mean, that was, uh, yeah, they were that whole big dance ska party scene. Mm-hmm. Nobody killed each other in that movie. No. It was a great movie. No, they're wearing, like, they have eyeliner on, and they're wearing, like, fedoras, and, like, Gangsters suit. It's oh, it's awful. It, it's beautifully awful in the same way. If you can understand that, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, if it was a great movie, it probably wouldn't be one on this podcast. It wouldn't That's be true. one we're talking That's true. about. If it was a great movie, I wouldn't. It would not be on this podcast. So thank goodness it's it sucks. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I really 
that's like, like worth covering. I mean, there's a lot. This movie, I'm sure yours is probably similar, but the movie. I mean, I, your notes are almost the script to the movie you watched. I yeah, think. I, I I probably have a good like 15 pages of, of notes on, on this movie on, on how awful uh-huh. things are. It makes sense, but uh, I, I sense we can't, it can't really. It won't make sense to do them right now since you didn't you know see the movie. Uh, but some of the other things that are just worth mentioning. Uh, I guess I'll get to kind of when we get to like when we start wrapping up and get to like odds and ends and and uh, some of the trivia things I learned about this movie. Uh, uh, I guess well, I'll say one thing now. Uh, Lania Quibley's character, mm-hmm. uh, she's actually only in the movie because uh, the original actress just like they fired her. She, like they didn't like her, so they fired her. And, and the they, original one is not in the movie at all. Yeah, or she is. No, the the original girl. Is not they tried they pretty much cut her out of the movie. Cut her out, replaced her with, with Linnea. Linnea Quibley. But the problem was near the end, we're in, at the final climactic scene where uh, Anne is fighting Kevin uh, underneath the bleachers. Uh, the the decapitated head comes back, but it's not Linnea Quibley's head. It's the head of the original. Girl. So that's the part they'd already shot, so they already or shot. they already spent a lot of money on this prosthetic it's head. Probably both. But and anyway, they were like, so it, no one's going to notice. Yeah, but it's definitely not her head. Cut to 34 years later, <laughs> yeah. Marshall Hampton notices. I found it out. He notices. You can't <laughs> fool him. So, um, yeah, let's just, you know, we've kind of covered what we can. So let's, uh, let's just move into our, um, you know, odds and ends of the movies. Yes. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? So, like, what we do... Um, and maybe if you can, I don't know if you can find, dig up yours, but we can maybe compare notes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing we, we do is we look up the ratings for the movie. It's not like RPGs or anything, but what the other sites, what people Got rate it. this movie. Now, first we start with IMDb. Mm-hmm. And IMDb gave my graduation day 4.3 out of 10, which eh, I, I, could be worse. It could be a lot worse. And I've seen. Some of the movies we've done are way worse. So this isn't as bad as some of the other movies we've done. So I have nothing to really say. Like, that's fine. Whatever. It's bad, but it's not that bad. What kind of surprised me is Rotten Tomatoes gave it 50%, uh, which I thought was kind of high for, um, and that's kind of like their critics more, you know, score, but an 18% audience score. That wow. one I feel that's, that's quite a discrepancy. That's about, right. I've, yeah. And then Amazon, uh, Basically a 3.2, so three stars out of five, so average. Uh, again, I guess a little high, but not nothing, you know, it's nothing out of the ordinary. Um, so, well, you know, it's interesting over here. So when you IMDb graduation day that I watched, the 2015, it says not yet released. Voting begins after release. That's really weird. So, but when you go to Amazon, it's got one, two and a half out of five stars. Two and a half. Mm-hmm. So. It's got only four reviews. I mean, this movie must be super new. Apparently, it's uh, you know one review says breaks rules of found footage. You know, which I I did mention there. The only good part of this movie was the surprise ending. This is true. Uh, Just another tired, terrible knockoff of the same old plot. Save your money and time. One star. And then someone else said (laughs) five stars. These kids did an amazing job. I think that that person believes that these kids actually shot this movie and that it's a documentary. That woman, I think, is confused. Uh, and then if I look up... That would up, be awesome. If, that was, if she really thought that, that would be amazing. Yeah. 
Uh, and then on Rotten Tomatoes, no score yet because it's so new. Yeah, I, we had one other one where there was no score yet. Interesting. Um, another thing we, like, we do is uh, plot keywords. Uh, these are words people like to type into IMDb or some movie search engine to find movies that feature these things. Mm-hmm. Which some of them are really weird. Like, why would you want to search for that? Um, there were a lot, but I just wrote down four for this one. And it was sweatsuit, roller skating, stopwatch, and rapier or the more interesting of the plot keywords for Graduation Day 1981. <laughs> uh, I, I skipped out, you know, killer, slasher, blah, 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 blah. Those mm-hmm. are the basic ones. Uh, we want to go into... My uh, keywords? Yeah, I, we don't want to get into it. Well, I guess the you know, key would be found footage or... Yeah, uh, I would imagine. ...voyeur film or, or bad movie. Bad movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um but or, lots of lots of yeah, it's it it gets it just gets weird. Your hero, you kind of like him at the beginning, and then he just kind of loses his mind at a at a uh, unrealistic pace, and you know that's why you see at the end where obviously they have to pay off that he yeah. Kills so what himself. is like you just mentioned what, unrealistic pace? So when let's let's cover your timeline here. What because mine's a little wacky too. I think it's about a nine month timeline because the movie starts with you seeing him about to. Shoot himself in the head. Okay. And then black screen That's right. did, nine, months earlier, nine months earlier. And then it's happier times. And then, so basically, it all happens within nine months. Um, but it's all about him just losing it over the guilt so, of him thinking he killed this girl. So the prank itself then was set up with him jumping off the nine months earlier. So the whole prank was to get him to think he killed him. Uh-huh. But was the, the payoff and that everyone was in on it and but, they were just going to terrorize him. It's the worst prank. It's pretty it's horrible. The graduation. Here's my question. Since it's graduation, they're talking about graduation here. Was the night they all jumped off the cliff? Was uh-huh. that the graduation time? That was, was not. The, that was, the I prank think, was the night he basically shoots himself. It was graduation. That was the final review of the the, the final reveal. Actually, gra- their actual graduation was about midway through this movie. So midway I think through. about you know four months between the two things. This big party was just kind of like a you know second semester senior. Let's get you know it's the home stretch. Let's party. And uh, then graduation happens, and then all this fallout after that when everyone gradually gets picked off. Okay. Uh, he finally, uh, you know, offs himself. Uh, pretty horrible prank. Uh, pretty cruel, uh, horrible friends. Um, yeah, I can't believe I, I can't believe I bought into it. But that's the whole. You know, it was it was all to manipulate my emotions. Yeah. I might be the only person who's ever seen this movie. <laughs> Me and Susan, who thinks it's a who documentary. It's real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Susan. I want to meet her. I, I would love to meet that person. Talk to her about that. Susan Haraini. Yeah, so my like I said, ours it's really no real timeline on our in, in, in my the one I watch. It's, it's weird because it's, it's supposed to take place on graduation day, but the opening track scene where uh, you know the girl dies that sets off the whole chain of events. You never really know when that yeah, is. Why would they have? A, why would they be running a track meet on on graduate? That makes no sense. Yeah, that and that season's well, clearly yeah, over. Season should be over. So, and then, yeah, and then yeah, at the end of the movie, they do say the coach finally does get fired. He said, oh, you've been fired for, you know, he, everybody's blaming him for this girl's dying. Oh, he worked a kid too hard, so I'm going to fire. But if you're going to fire him for somebody's death, again, wouldn't you do that, like, immediately? So, again, how much time has passed between when the girl dies and when the rest of this movie takes place? Mm-hmm. It's never really known. And then it's the longest graduation day ever. <laughs> there like six people die. Like this Wait, is that supposed day. to be one day? Oh. That's the thing. You never know. There is a night scene where where the band is playing and the roller uh-huh. skating. There's night, and then the next morning. So it does. There's that period, but the yeah, the timeline on this is makes no sense. Is not, not clear at all. Interesting. So, um, 
I'm sorry, wrapping up some of the trivia thing. Some of the other mess ups I found is, uh, I wish we have seen this, uh, but but uh, at the opening scene of the the opening track meet where Laura dies is there's a lot of spice and you know it's almost seizure inducing like editing they do here. But her jersey number, there's no continuity. Her jersey number constantly changes between really? shots. It goes from 40 and 45. No and, way. Yeah, they they can't even keep the same jersey on this girl. The same girl. Oh She's God. running down the same track. But it's kind of 40, 45, 40, 45. So there's no continuity whatsoever. It'd be great if there was actually a hidden meaning to that. Like if it wasn't just clumsiness, like maybe if that was, you know, like a little Easter egg that, you know, pieced it together, made reference to something. But, yeah, uh, but no, no, probably just, just some stupid mistake. Wardrobe blew it. Yeah, I bet she was wearing the 40 jersey and then she spilled coffee on it at craft service. And they're like, <laughs> well, we have a 45 for the pickup shots. Yeah, no one will notice. Exactly what but then 34 years later, Marshall Hampton notices. Yes. Uh, that's, that's that's kind of big. Some of these aren't, aren't as the whole movie was shot in three weeks. Uh, I did learn that, and unfortunately, like we know we do the budget game, mm-hmm. but we're kind of skip over that. I was the budget for this movie was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I wonder, wow, and that's an eighty one, which an you know that's something. Um, how do I find out the budget for mine? Well, uh, graduation day twenty fifteen uh, budget. Look, IMDb might have it. Uh, might have the budget if you see. Yeah, IMDb. Uh, let's see. If you scan down, it might, you know, it might have some of the image, the information there. Yeah, don't seem to find it, but uh, I'm gonna guess it was uh, a modest budget for this film. I'm gonna guess there's no crazy production number. You know, they try to keep it very, very simple, obviously, because they want to have that found footage aspect. But uh, oh, it says the movie was also known as Class of 2013 at one point. Mm. Amazing. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, a lot of these movies go through different titles. I, uh, that's a big thing I've noticed. Is uh, even this one had different titles and like seven different taglines at one point. Well, I can see the reason why they did do that is probably because if the movie's not coming out until 2015, no one in 2015 wants to see the movie called Class of 2013. That's very true. That just feels like <laughs> yeah, why would I watch this? Not topical. <laughs> so probably smart. Very um, smart. All right. Uh, let's see. So uh, before I go into the five star reviews, which is one of the things I kind of wrap up with, and I have a few of them. Um, just for our segment's sake, and just to keep with the tradition of our show, we're going to go into favorite kill. There can be only one favorite kill. So, you've always said, like, most of your kills, even though they turn out to be fake at the end, mm-hmm. during when you were watching them, if you had to pick what was the one that started, what was your favorite kill? Well, I'll say that uh, finally, obviously, at the end, you see him pull the trigger on his on himself right after all of his friends jump out and say, surprise. That, I'm going to say, was the only real kill and was my favorite kill in that uh, the bittersweet tragedy of it, uh, of his friends thinking they were pulling off a joke that he would be pleased with and then having to all watch him commit suicide because of their prank. Um, had a nice, uh, it had a nice justice served to it, you know? So, uh, and it was just a boring, you know, gun to the head, but uh, because, excuse me, because it was the only real one, it's going to have to be my favorite, but it was also just satisfying that if someone's going to die because of the, uh, horribleness of, uh, of a prank, at least all those people were there to see it and now be haunted with it for the rest of their lives. Oh, that's a good point. It's the kill that keeps on killing. (laughs) Yeah. It's like herpes. <laughs> exactly. It's the herpes of kills. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. My favorite kill for my 1981 graduation day, uh, it was a toss-up between football sword and the impaling, in, the pole vaulter being impaled on the spikes. Um, 
it's hard to choose between those two. I, those are both kind of the most creative kills of the movie, but I think for... I love the football one. Just like, hearing you describe it, it sounds awesome. I can, I can visualize it. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. The, the pole vaulter on the pad, I can see that. But I, if, if you say that the spikes were sticking up above the pad, not as great. But yeah. I would love seeing, you know, because you fall into a pad pretty hard when you're pole vaulting. Yeah. I can imagine a bunch of spikes invisibly hidden in there. That'd be a good kill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think about that. And I don't think the filmmakers thought about that uh, that hard. But uh, I, I'm t- I can't even decide. You know what? Um, I'm going to go with the draw. I can't decide today. My, so for me, it's going with the football sword and, and the pole vault impalement. Those two are both the best kills of the movie. Uh, I wish my movie had those kinds of kills. Oh, this, yeah. yeah. The, 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 probably the best kill in my movie. Yeah, best yeah. kill in my movie was my hopes and dreams. <laughs> Killed my happiness and my expectations. <laughs> Um, you know, it killed it killed oh, my buzz. It killed oh, killed so, killed sorry. my vibe. Killed I'm my so vibe. Sorry that happened to you. That's that's sad. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. <laughs> okay, uh, getting ready to close up. We're gonna five star reviews. These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five star reviews. These are a few reviews. Obviously, don't need to say much. Five stars of Graduation Day, nineteen eighty one. Now, normally I would read some more of these, but. Uh, so just for the sake of time, I'm going to skip a few of them. Uh, just came out. There was one by uh, this one I had that said, I'm, the top line said, I'm going to keep this short and sweet and then proceed to write like three paragraphs worth of review for a uh-huh. movie. So you, you didn't keep it short and sweet. <laughs> I'm going to um, keep this short and sweet. Right. Page uh, one. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, all right. From Happy Shopping, Christopher George is a good actor and he's a good detective in this movie. Catch! This killer is loose, dot, 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 five stars. First of all, that makes no sense. Uh-huh. Christopher George isn't the detective in the movie. He's a high school track coach. And yeah, anyway, it just makes no sense. Um, Alan Logan writes, pure slasher gold. This isn't some remake or some new age movie trying to be an old school slasher. This is an old school slasher from 1981, no less. This is one of the best of an era. We have Lania Quigley showing her breasts not once but twice. Oh, he didn't mention that. And looking fine. Major points there. <laughs> wow. Love the little town and the school in this movie. It, the set locations are awesome and really remind me of my old school. I really thought it was someone. I really thought it was someone else. You know what that means. This is a good whodunit story. Five stars. Wow. Yeah. This makes no sense. Uh, and it's, I think I'm, the locations since we didn't go into were awful because it's a high school, but you never see classrooms. You see a principal's because office. Because you have to fill that classroom with a lot of extras, and that costs yeah. money. But they did a ton of extra skating at a rink, which they, I did learn. They paid every skating extra $5. So they actually got paid 5 bucks. Um, and then finally, that's it. the two last ones are Jesse DeForest wrote, one of the best whodunit slashers ever, five stars. And Matt M. Clark simply puts in one word, Awesome. Five stars. Wow. Well, of my movie, there, there are literally only four reviews yeah. online. <clears throat> um, and they're kind of well, well said. Uh, Volky Man here says, well, off to a somewhat promising start with students filming their senior year. More like three hours of one night in their life where something goes horribly wrong. Not the worst you'll see, but a lot of annoying banter, and one of those found footage movies that breaks the genre's own rules. Once I hear music used as a score in a found footage film, I'm done. This goes as far as to have music as a score and editing 
for a music video effect. Either the guy holding the camera is extremely talented with in-camera editing, or the found footage has been altered. You have to be a serious found footage fan to give this one a try, and even then, you'll likely be unhappy with the final product. I, I guarantee. If you're a found footage fan, you, you will, you, yeah, I, <laughs> you have more problems than just this movie, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, and yeah, then, agree, yeah. you know, another person says, just a horrible, terrible knockoff of the same old plot. It's literally a lazy remake of the we accidentally or purposely killed our friend and hid the body, and now it's back to get us story. Specifically, it's poorly acted, 30 minutes of meeting the characters, and almost no blood, gore, scares, or even jump scares. If you like the description of the plot, check out Complicity. Anything but this. Interesting. Anything but this. And then my favorite review is five stars. These kids did an amazing job by the woman who thinks it's a doc. So um, <laughs> I'm going to, do I get to give it stars? I'm going to yeah. give it one and a half. One and a half. Well, that, yeah, that, that's, that's a good segue into basically our last, last thing we do before we wrap up here is recognition. Would you recommend somebody watch your 2015 version of Graduation Day? I um, would not. I would not recommend it. Uh, if you're going to be on a podcast where your friend of 25 years asked you to watch this movie, then I would recommend it. I would do it. <laughs> if he says watch Graduation Day, I'm going to do it. I watched this for Marshall. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad I did, but I would not watch it again. And if you didn't tell me to watch this movie, I would not watch it. And I wouldn't tell anybody to watch it unless they're a, you know, a fan of bad found footage movies. Okay. Um, as for my 1981 Graduation Day, um, I'm going to say I'm going to say pass on this one. It's not that it's so bad it's good, which is what I love. I love those type of movies here. That's what we celebrate here on this podcast. But, but it's not that good either. It's just kind of there. Yes, there's a few boobs in a movie, but you can get boobs in tons of other movies, and they're not that good of boobs either. Um, so it, it's just there. It's not They're special. 80s boobs, though. They are 80s boobs. Something different about the boobs, though, um, I got to say. So, yeah, you can pass it. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just there. Eh, um, so yeah, pass on it, and we'll, you know, find something else. There's a lot to choose from. So, uh, before I sign off for tonight, uh, Justin, I do want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to do this. Dude, my pleasure. Totally appreciate my pleasure. It. Thank you. And I kind of love that we had the little mix-up. I think it just goes to show it's a it's a subtle nod to the fact that these days people can't even come up with an original movie title. The That's fact that point. you tell me to watch a movie that I've never even heard of and there are two of the same <laughs> name. Uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, it was a pleasure watching a horror movie. I don't normally watch horror movies. My fiance Jill loves them. I will watch them with her, but this was a fun treat watching a horror movie alone. Oh. Even though it was bad, I did enjoy just Next time uh, you guys are in town, maybe we can get genre. Jill on the show sometime. She would, she she'll it. talk your ear off, buddy. That's what I love. We It'll be like your, your four hour, your, your first four and a half hour episode. <laughs> Um, but uh, it was a pleasure. Thank is you. there anything? Like, what do you got coming up? A slide of mouth? Yeah. So my well, yeah, my um, my my uh, debut comedy magic special was on Comedy Central earlier this year. It's called Slide of Mouth with Justin Willman. You can watch it on my website. It's uh, on YouTube. You can watch it commercial free at justinwillman.com. Uh, my Twitter's Justin underscore Willman. Instagram Justin Willman no underscore. Facebook you can find me. And keep in touch with uh, the tour. I'm always touring the nation. Comedy clubs and stuff. So, uh, coast to coast. Come see me uh, do magic in person and uh, uh, free poster if you mentioned that you as well watched the 2015 graduation day. 
awesome. Well, and and go, a free big free poster to swag. Susan, who thought it was a documentary. If she comes to a show, uh, I, I guarantee if she comes to see me, she's probably going to think that I'm a witch because apparently she takes things at face value. Whether you're beautiful warlock. She's going to think I'm a wizard. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yes. So, uh, follow Horrible Horror. Follow us on Facebook, our website, HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at so bad it's scary. You can also listen to us on Podbean and download, subscribe, check it out on the almighty iTunes. It is free, people. That's F R E E, totally hmm. free. Give us a check us out, rate us five stars, and uh, follow us along. We'd love to have you. Um, I guess that's it for this week. I'm Marshall Hampton. I'm Justin Willman. Thank you for checking us out. We'll be back in a week. <laughs>